So it's that day of the year again. February the 14th. What a wonderful day for you if you're in a relationship. But not so much if you're not. You in particular? You are probably single. Otherwise, why would you spend today listening to me? Well, I am kidding, of course. I am extremely grateful that you are here giving me company today. Thank you so much. But what is today all about? On this episode, I will be telling you about what I have found about Valentine's Day. And stick around till the end for some news. So let's start. Our story begins in ancient Rome almost 2000 years ago. The atmosphere then was thick with extreme hatred for Christians. We all know the story of Jesus Christ, right? Uh, And how he was literally nailed to a cross. Even as I tell you this story, I should point out that most of the evidence and historical records from this period had been destroyed. Especially the ones pertaining to Christianity. In 303 AD, the Diocletianic, or the Great Persecution, took place. Basically, it outlawed Christianity as a religion, and also several books and scriptures were destroyed. So whatever I am going to talk about today is is a mix of both historical records and also a lot of legends and folklore. In AD 269, the Roman Emperor Claudius II outlawed the practice of marriage amongst soldiers, believing that married men did not make good soldiers. Although it's not clear that this was the only intention for this act. However, there was one priest under the name of St. Valentine who continued to conduct marriages for young Christian couples in secret. Well, eventually the law caught up with him and he was imprisoned. It is said that Claudius II questioned Valentine himself And he was so impressed by his intellect and intelligence that he even offered to spare his life if he converted to Roman paganism. Obviously, he refused and he was executed on the 14th of February. But before all of this, legend has it that he fell in love with Julia, the daughter of his jailer, who was blind since birth. Upon several requests from the jailer, he decided to treat her, eventually healing her completely and she could for the first time in her life see with her eyes. Julia and her entire family of 46 people were so awestruck by the grace of God that they converted to Christianity. On the evening before the date of his execution, Valentine wrote a letter to Julia and at the end he signed it as from your valentine. And if you didn't know, this is the origin of the phrase that we still use today in modern day greeting cards. Well, fast forward to 200 years in the future. Rome has fallen and Christianity is finally the dominant religion in the empire. Pope Gelasius I starts the feast of Saint Valentine on the date of his execution in order to honor his bravery and martyrdom. Well, no one really knows why this sudden revelry for someone who died two centuries ago, but some suspect that it was in order to suppress the Roman pagan festival called Lupercalia, 
which took place from February the 13th and ended on the 15th. Lupercalia comes from the word lupus, which in Latin means wolf. It used to take place in the cave where the famous she-wolf was believed to have nursed Remus and Romulus back to health, who we all know were the founders of the ancient city of Rome. So now, for the first time, a Christian festival started taking place on the 14th of February. But wait, what about its connection to the concept of romantic love? Well, the first evidence that we have for Valentine's Day's connection with the concept of love dates back to somewhere in the 1300s. And it is from a source you would not readily expect. The famous British poet, Geoffrey Chaucer, had written the poem called Parliament of Fowls, in which the narrator falls asleep while reading Cicero's work titled Dream of Scipio. While asleep, he had a dream where he found himself in a garden full of birds who were having a meeting on the day of Valentine's feast and they were gathered there to select their mates. Three eagles in particular were arguing over who gets to win the love of a beautiful female bird. The debate got so heated that in the end, the birds eventually called off the entire discussion and deferred the decision to the next year. At first, when I read the summary of this poem, it seemed rather strange to me. But I realized that I don't need to understand all of it to understand that people back then were so impressed that they drew the connection of Valentine's Day to the notion of love. Okay, so, so far we have a Christian festival honoring St. Valentine, which is associated with the idea of love. But it still doesn't paint quite the full picture. I mean, in modern times, clearly it's a lot more than that. So how did we get here? Jumping ahead to 1797, a British publisher issued the Young Man's Valentine Writer, which was a collection of sentimental verses that were meant for the young lover who was unable to compose any of his own. Paper valentines became so popular in England in the 19th century that they started to be assembled in factories. In 1835, 60,000 valentine cards were sent by post in the United Kingdom alone, despite the high postal charges being charged at that time. In 1840, there was a huge spike in the number of cards and letters exchanged, with 400,000 just sent within one year. And there was a reason behind this. Sir Roland Hill had introduced the world's first adhesive paper stamp, known as the Penny Black, which featured a picture of Queen Victoria herself. Up until that point, the British postal charges were very high and rather difficult to understand. Actually, it was normal for the recipient to pay the amount based on the distance the letter had travelled. Now, with the help of the penny black, if the weight of the package was less than 14 grams, it could be delivered at a flat rate of one penny, regardless of the distance. This kicked off a mass production in Valentine's cards, 
And in fact, Charles Dickens himself called this Cupid's Manufactory, with over 3,000 women being employed in the process of manufacturing. One such British Valentine card made it to the hands of Esther Holland, and she was so intrigued by the idea that she began importing paper lace and floral decorations from England and started the first mass production of embossed paper lace in the United States. St. Valentine's Day by now was really taking the shape of a national holiday. No story of Valentine's Day would be complete without mentioning one important ingredient. Chocolate. In 1868, the British company Cadbury created something that we are familiar with even today and that is intricately linked to this festival. I'm talking, of course, about fancy boxes. A decorated box of chocolates in the shape of a heart, especially made for Valentine's Day. Needless to say that this got extremely quickly associated with the holiday itself. In the current times, there has been a huge increase in the use of the internet and other digital means for people to share their love for their beloved through e-cards and love coupons or even printable greeting cards. This has led to many people considering Valentine's Day as a hallmark holiday due to its intense commercialization. A hallmark holiday named after the privately owned American company Hallmark Cards is one that basically exists for commercial purposes. What started off as a religious event ended up as a money-making machine. The average Valentine's Day spending in the US per person has increased from $108 in 2010 to $131 in 2013. That is a lot of money. Other examples of Hallmark holidays include stuff like Mother's Day, Father's Day, National Son's Day, and even National Daughter's Day. Oh wait, hear me out. There is something called Tax Day. I mean, seriously, what? People are celebrating taxes now? <laughs> what a world. Anyway, let's not leave out discussing a large aspect of this holiday, and that is single people. No, 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 that's not a joke. In fact, I am so serious that I am going to take part in Singles Awareness Day this year. Oh, you hadn't heard about it? Apparently, on the 15th of February, there is an unofficial holiday called Singles Awareness Day, with the primary intention of celebrating single people who are not in any form of committed relationships. And isn't all of this just a bit sad? No, it literally is. Singles Awareness Day is abbreviated to SAD, SAD. Well, how fun. Now that's a holiday that I am going to love. But let's get serious for a moment. Did you notice something here? In comparison to most other holidays like Christmas or the myriad of Hindu holidays that we celebrate here in India, which are based off of religious traditions with its customs being mostly similar throughout the years for thousands of years, Valentine's Day has undergone massive changes in thought and how people celebrate it. It hardly is about the remembrance of Saint Valentine anymore. It definitely is about love today, 
And with changing times and emerging technologies, you can now show your love and affection for anybody in the world with just a click of a few buttons and you don't even have to put in any effort for it. There is a ready-made set of expressions of love available freely on the internet for you to use. So just pick and choose and use one of them. Anyway, I better go. Don't want to take up too much of your time on a holiday. Regardless of your relationship status, do something today to show some love for the most important person for you. And that is yourself. Okay, I have some news and an experimental idea about my show. I was thinking of making each of my episodes a canvas for artists to show off their work. So if you are a budding artist and you would like to design a cover art for any of my episodes in the future, please feel free to reach out to me on any of my linked platforms and I will give you a shout out and credit you for your artwork. Do consider following this show on Spotify and if you are on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a review. It really helps a lot. Share it with other people if you like this episode. Thank you.